0: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for the Let Me Introduce You podcast. This is episode seven, if you can believe it. And today we are asking the question, what is a plyometric? Is that what we're doing? That's what we're
1: doing.
0: Okay. Seven episodes. Seven episodes. Can you believe that?
1: Now we need to do that 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 thing where they go. We've done a thousand episodes.
0: <laughs> well, at the rate we're going, we're going to be able to, which is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I want to
1: have that celebration. And, uh, uh, yeah.
0: Plyometrics. Um, Plyometrics, and I thought we should first discuss what the word actually means. As Greek uh, roots.
1: Yeah.
0: And it comes from the word. Lethian, which means to increase or augment yeah. and metric which means to measure
1: yeah so what does that mean to you? It doesn't mean anything to me I mean I mean but that's but it's part of the whole thing you know what am I increasing what am I measuring right you know measurable measurable increase you know and you go measurable increase in what so and I think that's everybody's issue is is it's never been fully explained like what, you know, this word, you know, measurable increase to so an increase in measure, you know, what does it mean?
0: Yes. Which so. then kind of led, well, you're the one that actually first brought this to my attention. Where did the word actually come from? Right. And it right. came from uh, the track and field coach at Purdue. His name is Walt Fred Witt, Fred Wilt. I was about to get the name wrong. And he originally coined right, well, it in, Fred Wilt, he originally coined it in 1975, and it was used for decades in Russian and Eastern European track and field athletes. What was used for, at, for decades? And that would be these biometric techniques.
1: Right, right, right. Well, you go. You look at his story, you go back and you look at, you know, his story of, uh, he said that, that you know, we were doing static stretching, so he was against static stretching, basically. And so he says these guys are doing something more dynamic, basically. You know, so he thought because of their great performance it had to do with the uh, uh, this dynamic ballistic type thing they were doing. You know, but when you go back and look at the results of the Olympics, you can't find what he was what he was talking about. You know, I mean, you, you go back to his day, 1948, 1952. You can go back to the, you know. Uh, uh uh sixty, sixty-eight, you know, uh, sixty-four, you know, uh, you know, eighty, I think we boycotted eighty, they boycotted eighty-four. You know, I mean you could you can look at, you know, you go what the, what were they supposed to be dominating in, you know? Uh and then at the same time, remember back in those days too, we had sponsors, state sponsored steroid programs. So right. once again, you know, what what exactly was he referring to when he said they were doing better? You know, they were doing so much better, you know, you go, what are you talking about, dude? So, so now it's part of it. And then you had another guy, Yeti, he's pretty fun. Definitely. Yes, he's pretty famous too. He went over and studied, brought it back and all this other kind of stuff. But once again, you know, what are you studying? Because Americans are dominating. Right. You know, And, and part of that to me is, you know, part of that is. Always, you know, no matter how I look at things, you got, you know, it's weird that that there's always a touch of racism and stuff. Because if you look at the Olympics and you look at track and field, you're like, who's dominating? You know, the black athletes. But you don't want to study the black athletes in America. You want to go someplace else and study athletes that are not winning. So they're doing better. Like, wow. Because, you know, black athletes have this gene that, you know, they just got this gene. No big deal. They just, they don't have to work hard or anything like that. So we're not going to study them. You know, we're going to go over and study these other guys that are working hard, that appear to be working. You know. So, so there's always a touch of that in, in this athletic business <laughs> that we have in this fitness world and stuff like that. But if you go back to just this other stuff, you look at you know, even some of these other countries, if you go back to like 1940, 1952, you saw Sweden's winning a lot. You know, distance races, things like that. Mm-hmm. You saw Norwegian you know, uh, uh, winning a lot. You saw oh, Argentina was winning. You had Argentina winning some things. Nobody's mentioning them. So what happened that right. they wanted to study these guys specifically for this thing here and bring it back and say, this is why, this is the magical pill. Which
0: is, and then what yeah. became extrapolated from that is super interesting too, because a plyometric came to mean kind jumping type movements, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah, jumping type movements, jump exercise, you know, jumping type, yes. You know, and so, and even then you still can question like, you know, uh, well, let's look at basketball players. they jump all the time. right They can't do you know uh, uh, there was few you know there were a few basketball players, they were elite athletes, you know. Uh, uh, you had a few that were really elite athletes, but most of them weren't. They were just okay athletes, you know. So at the same time, you know this jump thing and these guys to jump it all the time. you know once again, You know, and that's why I keep saying, we only got so many things we can do with the body in the first place. These guys are jumping. So what's different from this jumping over here and this jumping over here that these guys are doing on this court all the time, you know? So you get into things like that, you know, and it just leads to more questions and more questions, you know, uh, and and how this all came about to be what it is today. But yeah, it, it became jumping stuff, yes.
0: So with the jumping stuff, one of the things that's frequently mentioned like in the literature is the stretch shortening cycle. Yes. As and what is that? What exactly is that?
1: Well, it's supposed to be that, you know, it, it must supposed to go through this stretching period. And when it goes through the stretching period, it's storing energy. And then it's going to go through the shortening period to release the energy, you know. And so the time that it takes to to end the storage portion to the time it takes to begin the release portion. Uh, is what people is what is what's supposed to be the big deal? You know, how long does it take to go from I'm storing this to now I'm going to release this? I'm done storing, now I'm going to release it. You know, how long does that take? That's that's supposed to be the big deal, and everything. Uh, uh, and it's like anything else. You know, energy is a weird thing because once again, remember, we can't. You know, it, it, it's it's energy's there, so we can't we can't make energy, and we can't destroy energy. Two things we cannot we cannot do. We cannot. You know, we cannot make it. We cannot, you know, we can transfer it from one form to another form. I can, I can take sound energy and make a, a, a and transfer it to a different type of energy. I can take heat energy and transfer it to a different type of energy. You know, uh, but I'm not making energy. You know, for instance, if I rub my hands to make heat energy, you know, I'm taking mechanical energy to make my hands rub together, and then I'm going to transfer it to heat energy. But I didn't make anything. I'm just transferring something from one form to another form. And the faster I do that, that becomes the crux of a lot of things, you know, uh, um, um, you know, especially like when it comes to being fast and stuff like that. You know, you talk about, you know, speed of light. Now, how fast is that transfer? Like how fast is, is that, you know, so that's so that becomes part of it. What it really is, is, is about energy transfer. So I'm going to store it. You know, how fast do I store it? You know, when I stop storing it, how fast can I start releasing it?
0: So,, how do you maximize that energy
1: transfer? uh well, that's the big to whom <laughs> nobody speaks to no nobody nobody speaks to how to maximize this transfer you know and not the transfer. nobody speaks to how to maximize the transition you know from one to the other that's that's not you know um, um, because you can do a couple of things where you know you talk about. Uh, and literature speaks on some of these things, too, where it talks about how fast is the stretching, the length of the stretching, the intensity of the stretching. You know, so you got these three things, you know, and, and then from there, when it stops, you know, how fast is the shortening, you know, how fast is the duration, the intensity of the shortening. You know, so, so I got these things to juggle from both sides and everything like that. But nobody speaks that in the literature. You know, they just say just do it and watch it work out. You know, you're going to do these things, you're going to, and they even got, you know, the, when I do, when you talk talking about intensive plyo, extensive plyos, this type of, you know, it's like, what in the world did all this stuff come from? Well, if you talk about it, all I want to do is store energy and then transfer it to something else. All I want to do, and, and, and one of the things too, the longer it takes, that transition takes, you lose this energy to something else, be it sound, be it heat, be it this. So whatever you stored, you know, the longer it takes to start that transitioning to releasing is being, it's being lost to something else. And they don't speak to that either.
0: So it sounds like this transition piece is really important.
1: It's probably the most important part, you know? And I mean, like I said, you, you think about it this way here. I mean, think about your house. Think about your house for a second. You want to heat your house, you know? So what do you have? You you, you got this, 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 let's go gas. So you got this gas that you need to do something with, you know? And so say your house that is freezing. Say it takes you three hours to warm up your house. <laughs> Why would it take three hours? Because you're losing the heat. Whatever, you're losing it, you know, poor insulation, poor stuff, you're losing it to something <laughs> else. It's it too long. You know, but it's comfortable. At the same time, I mean just think you, we all want instant heat. Like who wants instant hot water? Everybody wants instant hot water. You don't have instant hot water. You gotta wait. But but how much happy would you be if you were like woo, step in the <laughs> shower, right temperature, ready to go. So that that is the that is the whole thing. That you know, how long is it going to take to do this to, to go from this to that? How long does it take? When does it start? You know, nobody wants their water heater to take five hours to start warming up water. <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> you know? If you try to if you try to make tea, how long you want to wait before the you know nobody? I I want this thing to start. So, yeah, so that's that's. But nobody speaks to that. You know, they they don't really speak to uh, anything. You know, if you look at the literature, look at the training programs out there. All people doing is jumping around. They just they just jumping around. They say this is this is a plyometric. I'm jumping around. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get better. OK.
0: So even with that, so like, for instance, if we take this in the context of let me introduce you. The plyometric starts, okay, so we're assuming that the plyometric is a jumping action. It starts with the landing on the ground, right? The collision. Yes. And during the collision, there are things that lengthen. Yes. And if the the things that are lengthening are lengthening in such a way that that is, that it's maximized so that you, the collision is long enough so that you can actually get a good lengthening situation right 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 and then you have a short ideally transition right which is when your foot is presumably moving from like a class one to a, cl- or a class yeah class one to a class two lever
1: if well okay if you if you if you so if you want to okay let's let's let's, let's put it in different context let's okay get away from the foot but gets kind of like mm, tricky uh, when we do it. Let's let's look at the context of this here, and and that's what people never speak to either is is what's being lengthened, what's being shortened. Right. Nobody speaks to that context, you know, and that's part of the problem also. So let's just take a muscle. Let's just take a muscle. Let's take the gastro. Perfect. Yeah. Let's just take the drop. Okay. So foot hits the ground. Boom. <clears throat> you know, nobody lands stiff-legged. Right. No, nobody lands stiff-legged. So when you hit the ground, what happens? You get moving at what? At the ankle, yeah. And so I get these two movements. This is one of the things I get two movements. So I get, so now you get, and there's the difference too. We talk about the the rate, you know. There's a different rate from if I'm standing on the ground and I bend my knees. That's a rate, mm-hmm. but a different rate if the foot's being rotated, pitched backwards as the tip is being pitched forward. That's right. a much different rate now, you know. So so the rate of this lengthening is much higher with that collision versus without that collision. You know? So if
0: we if we take this like in the context of running, for instance.
1: Yes.
0: So again, we could we can say that there's a plyometric when you run, correct? Uh-huh.
1: Yes.
0: And it occurs again when the foot hits the ground and like you're saying, if we're looking at the gastroc, the shin is starting to rotate forward as the foot starts to pitch up, correct? Correct. Okay. So when when is that transition over? When is that? When do you suddenly move into the lengthening phase, or into? Excuse me, into the contraction phase?
1: Well, <laughs> okay. With running, this becomes the whole issue now. With running, <laughs> this becomes okay. Let's 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 even switch that context because with running, this is where this can hurt you. This is where plyometric can hurt you, because what's going to happen is, when the shortening happens, I'm going to need that gastroc to now pitch the tibia in the opposite direction. Only one problem, I'm going in the other direction. Mm. So at that point in time, that plyometric. Now, let's take the context of jumping. Let's take the context of jumping, where uh, the same thing. I, I land on one foot, you know, and I want to go vertical instead of horizontal. Now I get that same effect. Where the foot's being pitched backwards, chin's being pitched forward, but now that rapid shortening of the gastroc coming back helps to help okay. me go vertical. I see what you're saying. Okay. And if it's slower, you can see it. If it's if it's if it's a slow shortening, you're not gonna jump very high. You know. If it's a rapid shortening, you can jump high. You know. So in that context, the plyometrics is going to help me. In the running context, that same plyometric may not help me. But they don't talk about that either. They don't they don't they don't speak to that like because they don't speak to what is being lifted, what is being shortened. They don't speak to it. They just say, hop around. Here you go. Good luck.
0: Right. So if we and plyometrics are often given to improve running performance. This is often what is said. So, okay. so if we go back to this running example, because there are plyometrics that occur when you run. Yes.
1: Well, there are some some that, that occur when you run that will help you run.
0: Okay, so what's an example of that?
1: You know, well, an example of that is the um, – so let's go this way here. So now let's go back to the foot thing. Let's go back to the foot thing. So you have this other muscle on the side of the foot, these tibialycin perennials on the side of the foot. They're also being stretched. Now, so what's going to happen is this here. Same, you get the same situation. Foot's being pitched backwards, and the tibia's being pitched forward. So guess what? Those muscles now being stretched. Now, when I shorten them, what is it gonna do? It's actually gonna help my foot continue to rotate forward. Different story again, you know? But now, if I do that one, guess what it didn't happen? The gastroc didn't happen. See what I'm saying? If, if the gastroc happened, those, those can't work. If the gastroc doesn't happen, these can now work. So that's, that becomes, that's like it. What is, what What am I working with right now?
0: So it sounds like if you actually want to maximize the plyometric effect during running, then jumping drills probably aren't going to do it.
1: Uh, No, probably not going to do it. Probably not going to do it. Unless you do it this way here. So for instance, so, so let's go this way here. You can go a couple of ways. So say I want to jump up on, like a lot of times you people jump on a box. Yes. You know? So it becomes, how am I going to jump on in this box? And sometimes you see people squat down, and then you see pump of their arms. Well, yes. that relieves the plyo they hold. That just relieves the thing of its whole responsibility. You just, like I say, you relieve the pressure. Once the pressure's gone, everything else is over with. Okay. So now, what's the other way to do this? Instead, you're going to squat down, and now you're going to work on doing what? Pulling your feet up based on those muscles. I'm going to try and pull my, pop my feet off the ground and pop up onto this box. Different move again. Or I may do repetitive hops where once again, but I have to isolate the gastroc out of this. So instead of letting the gastroc work, I want the gastroc to hold position. So these two muscles now can do their thing. So it just depends, Yeah, you can do some things, but you have to understand once again, what am I, Anthony, to short it?
0: That makes sense. And any movement where you move with a degree of quickness or a degree of fast, is going to have a plyometric element to it, isn't it?
1: Uh, it should, yes. It, 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 it's one of the fastest way to move, yes.
0: So let's look at something. This is a little bit kind of an unusual example, but let's look at like playing the violin.
1: Okay. So
0: to play the violin, there, to play a complex piece on the violin, you have to move the bow very quickly. Yeah, very quickly.
1: Very quickly. So
0: is the plyometric in this incident in? that it's going to come from, in this instance, going to come from the hand or is it going to come from the shoulder? Where does it come from? The come fingers? From the, the strings. comes from the strings. the strings. Okay. The strings are the plyometric.
1: The strings are the plyometric because what am I going to do? I want to do what? I want to lengthen the string and have it rapidly shorten. And how, how was the transition between the two? See what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. transition between I mean, that is going to dictate the tone of this note that I'm about to play. Right. You know? So at that point in time, you know, uh, because usually it's going to be a one-way issue, you know, even if I'm playing the, 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 you know, with the bow, the bow up and down, you know, there is really no, no in a sense, like I said, the, the plyometric effect of, you know, one of my lifting and one of my shortening, because it, because they get this word to elasticity, elasticity. Right. You know, the difference is once I do that, I don't have the elastic portion of that, mm. you know. I can lengthen something, I can shorten something, you know. But the whole thing about it is more, in this situation here, it's more manual than automatic. Or, you know, it, it's more of a, of a, you know, voluntary than involuntary type thing. The other ones, you got you got more, you got some involuntary things happening, you know, because what's happening is with the other one, you get to in-range. So, like, let's go back to the foot one. There's an in-range right. coming. And and, and and usually I'm get to the end range and then that's going to be the key. Then with the end range, start the next thing. Got it. A lot of times when people do static jumping, that becomes the issue. Is is the, they stop before end range, and that's right. where that's where the problem comes. That stop before end range that takes the transition up now. So so now when I'm playing the violin, what happens? I got to get these. So so you know, and this is part of my body now. Think of it. It's still a part of your body. So, right. So as I'm. Bing, 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 you know. Uh and why do you think they have the strings that have certain tightness and things like that? Because that's really the platinum, but because the whole thing about it is you're not elastic. So you got this good range to go through. So it takes too long to transition. You know, if I pull my elbow this way, I have to stop it, push it, the transition now. So what has to happen? Now, let's go this way here. Let's 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 switch to a complex subject. Rotations. We're not even really talking rotations yet. So now If I rotate something, guess what? I can get my effect again. Got it. So if I have my fingers, instead of rotating one way, I rotate it the other way, I'll get my effect again because I get in range that way.
0: So let's do one more example that's kind of in between these things. This is interesting, right? So like, let's take a baseball pitcher. Yes. And I'm specifically picking baseball rather than softball because of the overhead action. So Again, you, there's a very obvious plyometric that happens, right? As your arm gets to end range, as your as the ball's about to snap forward, right? right?
1: Right.
0: But then, is there another plyometric that happens as you release the ball?
1: Uh, not really. I, I mean, the whole okay. thing about it is that 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 was against the speed issue. So what happens is what your arms getting pitched back. Your arms going to be pitched backwards, right? You know, as your body it pitches forward. And then what happens? All of a sudden it's lickety-split, what's happening? The arm's being pitched forward. There's a very short transition between those two things. Very, yeah. and, and, and you gotta remember, the, now let's talk about those three things. You know? Let's talk about the duration. It's a good duration. You know? The magnitude, it's intense. You know? The speed of it is like, yo! And then it comes back the other way you know, with those three things. You know? But nobody that throws a, a baseball fast takes a long time to transition from one to the other. They just right. don't, you know, and so you get that there. But now what's going to happen is once you release the ball, you're going to release the ball. And once you release the ball, that's it. Because at that point in time, the shortening is over. Got it. So the shortening is done. The lengthening is done. The shortening's over. Release the ball. But uh, – mm-hmm. and, 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 and what we want. We want what? The energy to be put into that ball. So we try – so, yeah, so once that happens, it's done, you know. Sometimes people try to put that, you know, where the fingers are putting that final, but that's a different, you know, that's, that can be a different thing, too, where, you know, if the fingers get stretched, then the fingers will put the final touch on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that's the other part. If the finger gets stretched and then they put the final touch on it, that would be the final plyometric, yes.
0: So another way, like in the baseball throwing example, to think of it could be the rotation one way ends. Right. So your rotation on the lengthening portion ends. You can't go any further. You're right. done. done. And so then the rotation shifts to somewhere else. Yeah. Right.
1: Right.
0: Which is the contract, or the, in the SSD example, it's the contraction portion.
1: Yes. But what makes that, but once again, you gotta, once again, see, we we talk about these, that's for involuntary and voluntary. Right. Right. It, it, it's one of those things where, and that's that borderline, you know, between, you know, how much is this involuntary, versus how much is, you know, and so you get a lot of things happening up the chain where, you know, what causes this reversal in a sense? What's going to cause this reversal? One thing that's causes reversal is I got another collision. Right. I got a collision that stop the body from moving forward, you know? I got this other thing that stopped the body, you know, so I got these other things going on that, that stop the body from moving forward. When it stops moving forward, you know, so, so, that becomes it, you know. Is that you, you have these things, but that's once again, that's more involuntary than voluntary. And there's some voluntariness, you know. For instance, I did a, dr- a demo the other day on uh, Instagram, and I said I identified a plyo, you know. And the first one was, you know, I jumped up uh, uh, on top of this 18-inch platform and jumped, down, and then I stepped down. The next time I jumped up, as soon as I hit, I jumped right back down. And people don't identify that's that's that was it just boom. boom. Yeah. it was that fast I was up there back, back down you know whether whether other ones plows yes but there was those was a more voluntary where I had to physically you know do something coming yes. back down it was like boo boom, it was done by itself so and I think that's what people are missing out on is, is you have these voluntary and involuntary the closer you get to the involuntary ones is the better that's when things really get good
0: and by involuntary you mean it's more more like you're almost acting on like a reflex Correct. Yes. Like with the more. stretch reflex, essentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. More reflex. Yes.
0: Which, yeah. when we look at something like modalities where you spend maybe a lot of time lengthening, and you hang out there, that's going to dull that whole system, won't it? Right.
1: Right. You know, yeah. Because once again, you know, we talk because because or if you increase your range or if you increase something yeah. because you got to do these three things, you know. You know, what is the duration of the stretch? What is the intensity of the stretch? You know, uh, uh, how fast, is, you know, how fast is this thing happening? You know, so, so uh, if you get to the point where you increase your range and you can't increase the speed that you can go through the range at, then you have another issue to deal with. Because then, like I said, end range, you just increase your end range. So I got to get to the end range before I can start this other thing. It's taking me longer to get there, but the speed that I'm getting there at is slower now. And then when I come out of this thing, because I'm not as elastic, so that's where the word elastic comes in, because I don't want to return back to their previous shape immediately. So now my transition from the end of this to the start of this just changed too. But that's we said, that's where you get to more voluntary things, where I got to do more to make this happen. We see that when people actually, they must, they, what I call muscle plyometrics. I'm gonna muscle my way through this because I'm not getting that, that slight involuntary reaction. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Okay, this was good. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot there people can kind of chew on. <laughs>
1: I, I, I crack up because I get to watch your face and and watch your watch your wheel spin as you're going through this process. Yeah, because this is folks, this is not scripted.
0: It is not scripted. I have an outline that I kind of go through that involves asking a lot of questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, she has no idea what I'm gonna reply back. None. <laughs> so <laughs> she has no idea what I'm gonna reply back. You know, even as she tried to lead me down this path, I'm like, oh that was it. You know. But but that's cool. I mean because then I mean it it's more raw and authentic as far as information that's coming out. You know, versus, you know, we're not saying what we think people want to hear, right? You know, so so that becomes a fun part. But yeah, so that's that's the biggest thing. But, but like I said, if you go back to this whole thing of, you know, how did this all come about, what does help? You know, how can it help me? You know, and you see a lot of people sitting here doing jump training, whatever, and intensity is way lower than what the event they're going to be doing. So once again, input output. You know, and right. we keep talking about that. The input's lower than the, than the input that you are going to be using your event. How's that helping you? You know, how how is that helping you? that the input, cause the input is low, the output's gonna be low. Right. But when I go do my event, I get this higher input to get this higher output. So, and I don't think people think about that either. They just, you know, you see people doing things and you go, huh. But I think the problem too is this here. Uh, when you look in some literature and it talks about how force or power is the yes. issue. Really speed is the issue. The speed of these things happening, the speed of this transfer, how fast is happening becomes an issue versus, you know, uh, 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 power or force or create more force, create more power, you know, but in in a sense, it's, it, it's, it's how faster can it help me move? You know,
0: which, uh, which kind of goes back to like the very beginning when we were talking about the meaning of the word plyometric, the, the word plyometric isn't actually a good, good choice of words for what's happening. Is it?
1: Uh, no, which is why, you know, I, I it, like to me, it's like, you know, as I, you know, been looking back to them and on Instagram, looking back to some other stuff, it's one of the more like pronation uh, I'm about to be done with. This. Yeah. It, it has to be, you know, i rather go through, i rather think the whole, yeah. you know, SSC, you know, that I'm going to lengthen something or stretch something to shorten something, you know, uh, and, and, and I can pinpoint exactly what am I trying, well, these, this is, this is the one I'm trying to lengthen, to shorten versus this global thing of I'm just gonna jump and it's gonna work even though I have no idea what I'm lengthening to shorten. Right. You know, nice. I so, but I, I think that's that's part of the, the whole thing is you know when we go through this process, you know, somebody came back with something and they said this, but but if you start back to how is this supposed to be better? You know, how is this supposed to be better than the people these guys are not better than these guys. These guys Eight. are better. You know so, so that becomes part of it. But at the same time, you know, you go, okay, you know, and it became this thing of just jumping now or people mm-hmm. adding in things, I don't understand this part. So now we, now we have a ground contact time thing on it where, you know, a plyometric, you have to have a ground contact time less than this, right. but nobody's measuring it. People just, nobody's measuring it. So how do you know yeah. if the ground contact time is less than this? And, and, and even still in a sense that that ground contact time doesn't add up because you're talking about like a elite sprinter. An elite sprinter ground contact time is, is 0.08. What plan makes you got where you can do .08? <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which one you got? You know, which, which one you got? That you're going to do point, you know? I'm a sprint sprinter. I want to do point, I, I want to get, how do I get down to .07? Because this here is .2, you said .25 or less, you know? So I'm, I'm working at .20, but I need .08. How does that help me? Right. How does that help anybody? <laughs> so, so they add in things that don't, once again, don't make sense you know when the when the crux of it is the ssc portion right so it should be really just be called that ssc let's be done with it so so it really should be you know instead of being called metric i'm training the ssc you know and then you can also put you know then you can put the other stuff on it about you know do i want this to be a, a high intensity stretch do i want it to be a short duration stretch do I want right. to be a great brain? What do I want from this? And we can target this now to match up to whatever you're trying to do. You know? Also, it goes to another thing, like you've been saying earlier, you know, and I, I know what you were saying with the violin. I get it. And we're going to bring that back now. But I'm going to bring it back, you know? Does not only have to be jumping? No. You can have plyometrics with other movement patterns. They'll, they'll involve jumping don't involve. So yes, you can, you, you know, but they don't, because if we just go SSC, other right. things go through this C thing you know for instance if i curl my lump, if i curl my arm and drop it really fast the bicep just went through it right arm, curl it up really fast just went through it you know or we see things in volleyball where the where, where the person is jumping to spike a ball and what do we see we see a rapid lengthening of what the quad muscles as the, as, as the heels kick up to a, the person's butt and then we see a rapid what shortening of the quad as they spike the ball yeah. So, we, so yeah. when, again, we get outside these things besides it's not for jumping, it's about moving fast. So if we right. look at, if we focus on the moving fast portion and go, I'm doing SSC because I want to move faster, and this is how I can train to move faster, now it's a different ballgame. See, I, I understood what you were trying to do. I got it.
0: You did that well. You did that nice little leave-around <laughs> well. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: That's how we worked together. That's what <laughs> so, yeah, so so in those instances, but that's also why it's an instance with the violin you know, because it doesn't have to, even with the plucking of the street, doesn't have to involve jumping, I got it, right, you know, and, and so a lot of times people think it's just jump, no, it, if can we if we just worry about the s s c portion and going faster portion, because that's what we want to do. I want to go faster, you know, and, and you can even start what, what do I want to move faster, you know. So you
0: so basically you're saying yes you can have a plyometric that doesn't involve like being on the ground so for instance if you're flipping through the air yes that's gonna be there's gonna be a plyometric that's occurring as you're flipping isn't there
1: yeah you could you could yeah you could you could lengthen short and lengthen short and lengthen short yes <laughs> you not know, you to be just you know jumping yeah but but at that time, you know once again and, and so and so but 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 once again the people that had to classify plyometric as a right. jumping type event, then yes. we can't call that a plyometric. So, but right. we can't call it SSC because that's all we're dealing with. I want to, you know, stress something out to short something, and I want the short transition in between the two, you know? So, we can yes. call it SSC training all day long. It fits.
0: I like this. This makes way more sense than the word plyometric.
1: Way more sense. Way more sense than jump training. Way more sense than, because like I said, NBA players are already jumping, but nobody not right. <laughs> already right. jumping. You know, gymnasts already jump. Yeah. <laughs> already, yeah. You know? So so and they, and they and and you can tell, you know, like say even with the mats that they land on, you can tell, like when they do press handstands off of something, you can see the short. It's very fast. That's a plyometric. When they when they block into something, you can see the yeah. a small portion of the arms and a quick straightening, you, it's there. Yeah. And as they continue what they were doing, yeah, it's there and everything. So you see it in a lot of places if you call it SSC versus plyometric.
0: Okay, so basically, everyone listening, what we have established is maybe the word plyometric isn't the best choice. Maybe if we reframe it and look at it for what that was originally designed to mean, I think, it's just SSD training. training.
1: Yeah, SSD. It's it done. And it's about speed, not about power, not about strength, not about force. It becomes about speed. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of movements already have natural plyometrics built into them, and that becomes a thing. So how do I advance this natural thing? Like say when I'm running, I already got this natural plyometric moved in. You know, right? How do I advance that? What can I do to advance this natural movement pattern already? Definitely, the input better be higher or close to what you're yeah. doing already, rather than less.
0: Okay. Well thank you. That was again very informative. I've got lots to chew on. Hopefully people listening also have lots to chew on. And you'd think because <laughs> I write the books I would actually have this all worked out, but now I always learn something new. So like... <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, uh, listeners, you know, give them something to chew on, you know. Yes. You're pretty sure, you know. But once again, you know, people will, will, you know, push back because they invest a lot of money that were plant plyometric and you know. Uh but and you see it all the time. Like you you that's like when people say I'm doing tour races to get better at running. The input is way less. Right. You talk about having, you know, ten times your body weight, you're doing like one time your body weight. <laughs> input doesn't matter. And that's one of the things that's the biggest theme of the book, input and output. That's the
0: biggest theme yes. of the book. Yes. Chapter
1: one.
0: <laughs> and if any of you listening are interested in seeing either of us do our thing in person along with three other people. We have an event coming up, right? We have
1: two events coming up.
0: We have two events coming up, but only one is open for registration. So we should only talk about one. at <laughs> yes. the okay. biomechanics <laughs> movement, it's a biomechanics movement summit in Las Vegas, January 12th and 13th, I
1: think. January 12th and
0: 13th at Mandalay Bay. Yes. There we go at Mandalay Bay.
1: And you can see it in person, or you can see it remote. And you also get uh, NASA NCSCA, NSCA. Yes. CAU. That is correct. However, you want to put it, yeah. Perfect. So, a good event.
0: Yes, so that's and happening.
1: After that, we have another event coming up in Amsterdam. So I'm, you know, I'm just being hard headed now. I'm just gonna plug the other one too, people. If you, if you're over in Europe or someplace like that, we're coming to Amsterdam after Las Vegas. That's right. Hey. <laughs> Here we go. You know, it's open for registration. It's going to be in April. Market count calendars for April. <laughs> we have another one coming up. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, so that is that. All right. Well, thank you, Adarian, And we will be back next week with topic as yet to be decided. If anyone has any comments or questions, feel free to hit us up. We are open and love to chat about this type of stuff, obviously. So. All right.
1: Yeah. Have fun. Back
0: soon.